Hey everyone, welcome to Share Your Sparkle and I'm your host, Dr. Darlene Berrios, and this is episode 18, Willingness, Readiness, and Participation. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. I want to thank um, my cousins who played the po- podcast out in the Caribbean, so it was nice to get some Caribbean air or at least have my voice there. <laughs> and thanks to my uh, French, well, I don't know if you're French, but anyway, whoever's listening out in Paris and in Atlanta and everywhere else who um, where you're tuning in, I really appreciate being part of the airways and being part of your life for about 20, 25 minutes a day. I do want to send something your way. So my cousin gave me a book about a month ago and I asked her what she wanted me to do with it, and she said, pass it along, because it was passed along to her. So, whoever emails me first, I will send the book your way. If you're interested, and I'm not going to tell you the title, and if you're interested, send me an email, A-S-K-D-R, period, B-E-R-R-I-O-S, at gmail.com, and make sure to put in the title podcast or um, sorry book from podcast and I will send that your way it's a good message it relates to a lot of things that I'm talking about and so whoever emails me first I will send that to you all right people episode 18 willingness readiness and participation So raise your hand if you wanted to win the mega millions and whatever the jackpot of like $500 billion recently. Go ahead, raise your hand. Yep, all of you. <laughs> what I, I don't know about all of you, but I think your willingness was really high, right? You're like, yes, I want it to be me. I'm going to play and see if I win. Um But I wonder how your readiness might have been and how you would have participated in the adventure of winning and what that might have meant for your life. So I was thinking about what to talk about, willingness, readiness, and participation. And those are very interesting things when we have life experiences. You know, we might have been really willing to win the lottery I don't know how ready we might have been. I mean, I was talking to my sister and planning out like who I would get involved in terms of like a financial planner, in terms of like a lawyer, what to name the trust. And she was giving me suggestions for the trust, like the name of it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Anyone that knows me from 500 miles away would know that I won. Like, I don't want anybody to know that I won. And I'm like, they're going to know. She's like, they're not going to know. And I'm like, they're going to know. She's like, they're never going to know. And then I, re- I learned something new about TikTok. Um, so my willingness was high. My readiness, I mean, please, come on. I was just talking about it. But I don't know if it actually happened. I wonder how that experience would have shifted my life and how I would have participated in terms of like having access to $900 million dollars. So that's something interesting to think about. And then I thought about different experiences in my life. And sometimes, um, you know, we 
or maybe it's just me, I tend to think that it's, um, I know big moments change our lives, right? Like when we move somewhere, um, who you decide to spend your life with, like if you decide to go to school um, and take a certain career path, you know, like there, there are things that we know that are big that change our life. And um, I think sometimes I've said this before on like my YouTube uh, channel related to school, but it's the little things that are often really just as powerful. And maybe when something happens or we're given um, information to do something, um, we should sometimes do it, even if it's just saying a comment to someone and, you know, like related to our willingness to do it, our readiness to do it and our participation in that activity or whatever the case may be. And I'll give you um, a small example of how something like this was important to me and then an even bigger and a bigger example so when I taught fifth grade at an urban charter school, I hosted different speakers, guest speakers to come in and talk about their career path or their college path. And I was intentional about bringing in people of color, uh, bringing in as many women as possible, doing a lot of different things from um, poetry to being the head of school at um, Oprah School. Um, so I really, really tried to get different people in so that my students who were um, predominantly black and brown could see people like them doing amazing things. And I thought of one recently, Joan Countryman, an African-American educator who was the head of the Lincoln School, which is an all-girls school in Pro Providence, as well as who was a head of, I can't think of the school that Oprah has, um, but she was the head over there as well for about a year. And you're like, how the heck did you know her? I don't really know her, but she was on the board for a period at the urban school where I taught. And I just reached out to her and I said, would you be willing to come in and talk to my students about your experience as an educator, about your experience leading schools, not only here, but in abroad? And she said, yes. You know, you know what it is to people? We need to just like ask people things sometimes because sometimes they'll say yes. I know people say no, and I know you won't get your way all the time. But it's pretty awesome when people say yes, and then you get to collaborate with them on something. So I asked her, and she said yes. So she came and talked to my students about her experience, about how Oprah reached out to her because she had an experience already leading an independent school here in the in New England. And, I mean, how many people can say Oprah called me? What? I'm going to say that one day. Oprah called me. <laughs> um, and... She, I think I think her husband came with her, too, if I'm not mis mistaken. And I believe he talked about his work um, because he was an architect. So that was really neat to have that experience. And when before she left, and I can't remember, it was like through our emails um, bef before scheduling the visit. But she knew that I was in the doctorate program, and I think I had just started. So we're going back maybe like seven years or so. And... Um, I remember right before she left, she just, you know, said some encouraging words. And all she said was, 
Keep your eye on the prize. Something told her, right, whatever it was, to say this. She was willing to say it. She was ready to say it, and she said it. Um, she just said, keep your eye on the prize. And I don't know. She probably doesn't even know this. I should actually reach out to her. You have no clue how many times I repeated that phrase to myself to help me get through um, that process or like how many times that instance came to mind that one sentence from basically a stranger to help me do one of the biggest things I've done so far, you know, getting a doctorate, keep your eye on the prize. She was willing, ready, and she said it. She participated in whatever it is, you know, that told her or that inkling to say it. And that, you know, it's not always about going viral that's important. Say something to someone if you have the feeling to say it to them because you never know how it's going to shift their life. On LinkedIn, twice at least twice this past week, I saw two people post about how one teacher, one of their teachers when they were growing up, said they were going to be a writer or saw them being a writer. And now these people are accomplished writers. God, that's, that's really amazing. You know, sometimes it's just as little as a statement that can shift someone's life or that they will hold on to. You know, and that happens in the good and the bad. But try to do as many good as possible, right? Or say as many good things as possible. And I think the biggest thing related to um, my bigger example to willingness, readiness, and participation has to do with being a co-parent. You know, so some of you know or who know me well and through this podcast that I co-raised three girls. I met them when they were seven and eight, and now they're in their early 20s. And when I first met them, I was definitely willing to take on this adventure. I mean, I don't know how ready I was. I think what being a teacher definitely helped with my readiness factor because I was already used to being around kids, you know, setting boundaries, just like being fun. <laughs> And I think my, my participation in the matter was, you know, I'm, I'm of course going to gloat about myself. I think it was a good parent. Um, but obviously the girls don't have their own podcast yet. So I don't know what kind of crazy episodes they say about me. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? That would be really funny. I actually I, I would really enjoy hearing what they would have to say. But um, so there's a small example of how like someone's willingness, readiness, and participation in something changed my life, and a big example of how um, my own willingness, readiness, and participation not, not only shifted mine, but um, the girls. And, you know, life won't always, we're not always going to be willing to do things, or we're not always going to be ready for things, um, but it's how we handle it. You know, I've been talking a lot about mindset. For example, the can't remember what number episode you learned I had cancer when I was younger. Well, did I was I willing to do that? No. Was I ready to have that happen? No. But it's how I went through it. I think that made a really big difference. My participation in that, and my participation in my healing. So whenever you get sick, get a dog. <laughs> oh my god! And then sometimes in life you just have to be ready enough. And 
related to another dog. When I had to put Choco to sleep, um, I knew I only had a small window of courage to make that happen. Um, so sometimes you're not fully ready, but you just have to be ready enough to do what it is you need to do. And that's all you need. You just have to be ready enough. So I have, um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. And I was thinking about different things that I do during the day that help me. And I don't do these all at the same time. But I'm sharing with you some practices that I do that help me sometimes just connect with myself and kind of find some peace. And it's kind of related to the four elements. When I thought about the different pieces that I'm going to share, I was like, oh, air, water, earth, and fire. That's really interesting, the four elements. So if you're looking for a strategy to kind of um, add a peaceful environment to your space, or um, if you want something to just stare at, honestly, <laughs> light a candle. There's the fire part. So I either light a candle in the morning. So right now I have three candles lit and it helps me just have that on my desk while I work. And I usually light a candle at night while I'm reading before I go to sleep. So lighting a candle, it feels um, peaceful. I mean, it has that sense of like, oh, there's this magic happening by this little flame. Um, so I'm sharing that with you. Light a candle. See how it changes your space. Number two, water. Bless yourself. That's not blasphemous. Bless yourself. You should be blessing yourself. How often does someone sneeze and we're like, bless you? You can bless yourself. You don't have to wait for someone to bless you. Walking down from my hikes every morning. Oh, I try every morning. Lately, you know, the water has been frozen. But there are these little streams of water that go down the hill. On one trail, it's a lot steeper than the other and tends to be a lot wetter than the other. And there'll be this stream of water following this, you know, little trail down. Um, and I take the rosary that I was using. I dip it in there, kind of cleanse it for the day. And then I take the water and make the sign of the cross on my forehead, my chin, and then my like larger body, I guess. And then I put some a little bit of water on the back of my neck. I don't know why. That's what I do. I bless myself. If you don't have a, a hiking trail to do that in and running water, just do it in the shower. Do it in the sink. doesn't matter. Bless yourself with some water. I don't know. I think that'll help. <laughs> so we did fire. We did water. Oh, air. Remember I said um, way back, I'm like, we should teach kids how to breathe. <laughs> we should meditate on like our breathing um, with air. Just take a breath and say thank you. Look at how simple that is. Thank you. Fire, water, air, and the last one, earth. I don't do this every day, but I take a Sharpie with me 
And while I'm hiking up or down the trail, if there's a rock, whether it's like a smaller rock or a bigger rock, and I look at it and I think of a word, then I'll just write on it. <laughs> I will. I'll just put it, and I think you know that I've done this, and it's, on some rocks I put um, open your heart, on another rock I put choose, on another rock I put try, and I don't know who sees it, but maybe it'll shift their day. And then I actually have my own rock that I wrote on a couple weeks ago that I keep in my car, and I wrote a word because I feel like I want this to be my guiding word. So I wrote that on that rock. I mean, and how many times do people go out and actually buy rocks with messages on them? Just make your own. Go outside, find a rock, get a marker, write on it, keep it. Keep it on your desk. Keep it by your bed. I don't know what word you need to be reminded of over and over again. Listen to what it is that you need to be reminded of and then write it on that rock. Fire, candle, water, bless yourself, air, thank you, earth, get a rock, write on it. <laughs> I hope that's helpful, people. Um, I'm going to end on this. It's a reading. It's a, actually a quote or poem from Rumi. I don't know who needs to hear this. Oh, before I do that, actually, when I was hiking today, something told me to say this. If you're thinking about something old, an old place, an old job, an old something, an old car, leave it in the past. Leave the old in the past. It's old for a reason. I have no clue who needs to hear that. But if it's you, and pay attention to what I just said, it's old for a reason. Leave it in the past. All right, this is the um, quote from Rumi, and it's from the Rumi Oracle cards that I have. Be the king who has made his own kingdom. Be the moon that has made her own summit. How much longer will you cuckoo like a pigeon? Empty your head of all mortal lusts and become life without breath. You will not call out for God anymore, for you have become immersed in God. Rumi. That's pretty cool stuff. All right, people, until next time, accept your sparkle, surrender to it, and allow it to be so. Until then, keep shining!